and welcome back to Threads of the Sun. It's so lovely and such an honour to have you here. My name's Yosha Layton and I'll be your host and guide. This is a podcast centred around storytelling. It's about the authentic journey within, about cultivating the courage to live a life led with our heart, a life more connected to our creativity, to ourselves, to nature and to the collective. I'll be weaving together insights from my own personal journey, along with stories from people around the world who are carving their own path and sharing the innate wisdom that arises from doing so. I hope it inspires you. Hey guys, I hope this reaches you all well and cozy and safe and healthy wherever you are in the world. Um, I just want to let you know that I recorded this episode probably about... 10 days ago or so, um, just before this whole coronavirus situation um, got really amplified and got really serious in Australia and New Zealand. So um, yeah, it's actually just been really interesting. I sat down this morning to just re-listen to the episode um, to make sure everything was all good before I published it. And I realized it's even more fitting (laughs) now Um, after the coronavirus situation got really serious because we are all now kind of in self-isolation and we're all going through this process of possibly having triggers come up for us around that and the process of integrating that and how we build trust in a time of uncertainty. And it was, yeah, actually really beautiful and synchronistic listening to it, listening back to it this morning and being like, wow, this is even more fitting. So that felt really good. Um, and yeah, I just hope that it brings you some comfort and resonance and reflection during this time. And I just want to send you all of my love and blessings and yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the podcast. Um, just quickly before we begin, if you have not listened to episode two, um, I recommend you do that before you listen to this episode because this episode is sort of a sequel to episode two. And not all of my podcasts are going to be like that, but I just had so much to share about where I currently am, why I'm here, what's been coming up for me. Um, So I decided to break it into two episodes. So if you have not listened to episode two, I recommend you go back and do that so that this one will make a lot more sense. Um, So in short, what I covered in the last episode was um, about my journey with adrenal fatigue that I found out I had at the end of last year. Um, I talked about the painful and slow process um, that I went through of letting go of an old identity, um, letting go of a seven-year cycle, a huge cycle of my life, letting that go. Uh, I talked about the importance of listening to the body and yeah, the circumstances that led me to where I am now recording this podcast, which is still in this little cabin on the Great Barrier Island in New Zealand, where I am taking some much needed space and time in solitude and in nature. And I've been here for a month now. Yeah, in two days, it'll be a month exactly, which is fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, what a trip. 
Um, so I'm excited to share a little bit about what's been coming up. Well, a lot, let's be honest, um, about what's been coming up. So today we're going to be covering this idea of spaciousness and what it means to me, uh, the process of integration, um, which can <laughs> yeah often be very uncomfortable and confronting. Um, I guess for me specifically, my relationship with social media, my self-discipline, my negative self-talk. Um, so a lot of that shadowy kind of parts of my psyche, which are super hectic and have been confronting. Um, and then also uh, the lighter side to that, which is my recent fascination and love for astrology and my plans with it for this year. And lastly, we're going to speak about building trust in our relationship with the universe. And this is a biggie when it comes to courageous living and following our heart. So some of it's going to be pretty, some of it is not so pretty, but yeah, I think that's just the nature of when we really take time out for ourselves, you know, we're confronted with all aspects of self because we are, yeah, confronted with just our own energy and you know I've been here in solitude by myself um for a while and yeah like my I had my mom here visiting for about five days in the beginning but other than that it's just been me like in the fucking bush um <laughs> I do have some neighbors like down the road um Steve and Leanne they're fucking awesome and they live in their teepee down there they're super cool um, but other than that, there's no one else around that I've really been interacting with. So yeah, it's just like super, um, it's just my own energy, you know? And so that can be really confronting. So everything becomes very apparent. And so, yeah, I want to talk about the importance of that too, in carving out time for ourselves and being in that spaciousness that can sometimes bring around uncomfortable emotions. So I just want to begin by sharing a poem, a short poem, that my friend Al actually shared with me, um, I think it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, maybe, um, and yeah, he I can't remember, we were obviously talking about the essence of the poem, and then he, he, he remembered it and recited it to me, and I just resonated with it so deeply, and yeah, it was just at this crux of obviously the new year and just this like new space that I was stepping into. And um, yeah, so I just want to share it with you um, to start. <laughs> so it goes, do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is yours alone to sing falls into your cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then will you know how to give yourself to this world so worthy of rescue. It's so beautiful. And yeah, that's a poem by Martha Postlewaite. Or Postlewaite. I don't quite know how to say her last name. <laughs> but it's called Clearing. And yeah, it just reminded me, it just, yeah, it spoke to me so deeply because that's exactly how I felt, you know, I was like searching and yearning and trying to like make a decision about what to do and just feeling really stressed and anxious about it. And it just, yeah, spoke to my soul in a way where it reminded me to just create space and to create spaciousness. 
so that's, yeah, exactly what I did. And it kind of validated um, my journey coming here was, yeah, quite literally um, coming into a clearing in the forest. And yeah, that poem just really reignited that initial email that I got from Kevin and Marie, which I mentioned in the previous episode um, about coming here. So that was, yeah, sort of the invitation. Um, and yeah, I would also just like to mention here also the, I do recognize the immense privilege and blessing it is to have carved out this much time for myself, you know, to even have this opportunity in the first place and to even be able to take the space, you know, I do recognize that and I would like to acknowledge that. Um, I am aware, you know, there are a lot of people in the world who are living in extremely difficult, confined, restricted situations and um, trauma-filled situations where taking space just isn't an option. So, um, yeah, again, I just do want to acknowledge that. Um, and in the same breath, I also believe that you know, the space that we create for ourselves, it doesn't have to be in the physical or environmental way or in, in, in the environmental circumstance, you know. I think it certainly helps when we are, when we do have a lot of space in nature and room to breathe and, you know, um, no kind of outside influences or anything like that. It certainly helps to create that internal space within us. But despite that, we all have access to go within every single human being despite our circumstances we all have that inherently within us you know we all have that internal landscape and so we all have access to go within through means of you know meditation and mindfulness and things like that and yeah regardless of whether we're in a cabin in the woods or in the middle of New York City you know there is always the opportunity to connect with ourselves deeper and to understand ourselves better it just takes the work and sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's harder so yeah thank you <laughs> so I do remember very clearly before I left actually being quite nervous like I was kind of felt this pressure you know people would ask me like oh you're going to Great Barrier Island like what are you going to do there where is that what <laughs> where are you staying how did what you know and I'd be like oh I'm taking this time out to fucking figure out my life purpose <laughs> and it was kind of true you know I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do next and and you know wait for my song to fall into my cupped hands and I you know quickly realized I was putting so much pressure on myself to have it all figured out when I'm over here and I just realized quite quickly that that was if that was the mindset I was having that that was just the wrong way to approach it so um yeah I kind of just released that pressure of myself and I felt really light about it and I made peace with it and told myself you know that if nothing was to come through then that's okay you know I wasn't going to put pressure on myself like that so that felt um good <laughs> so when I did finally arrive um, I did speak a little bit about my initial feelings and reaction to landing on the island here, which was just super potent. And yeah, I just soaked that up for, 
a good few days. I actually slept a lot and was just cooking myself really good food and was just really resting and healing my body on quite a deep level, which takes time, um, you know, and I think just my connection and close proximity with nature really helped um, facilitate that rest. And then I think it was maybe by the third or fourth day, um, I started reading this book <laughs> that changed everything. <laughs> Quite literally though. Um, yeah, I started reading this book that I had bought on my Kindle just before I left. And it's called You Were Born For This by Chani Nicholas. And she is an incredible astrologer that I have been following on Instagram for probably a couple of years now. And she just released this book in January and yeah, I just picked it up and I started reading it and I don't think I've ever been so immersed in a book before. I soaked that shit up. <laughs> I felt like a sponge, you know, I think I read it in just like three days straight and yeah, it's basically about learning how to understand your birth chart, um, specifically through the signs of well, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign, which are three really important aspects to um, your life purpose, is what she talks about. And yeah, through that, being able to understand through the planetary aspects um, and relationships of your unique birth chart, you're able to understand um, a little bit about the direction of your life purpose and possibly some challenges that, well, Yes, definitely some challenges that you'll um, encounter along the way and where your strengths and gifts uh, lie and all of this really beautiful stuff. And it was just, you know, like I found my language. I understood it and I just wanted more. And I found myself really naturally and organically just gravitating towards it, you know, and that was a big realization when I was, yeah, finding myself like, well, yeah, this is what became really apparent. I was finding myself resisting and procrastinating certain other things and naturally and organically gravitating towards this book and astrology. Like, for example, I wanted to film a video for Patreon. That was kind of one of the first things that popped into my head when I got here, um, which is something that I hadn't done in a while and yeah, hadn't really dropped in with the community there um, for a few months. And there was, yeah, just like some resistance to getting the camera out. I was feeling a bit anxious about, you know, being on camera and just procrastinating it. And there was just anxiety like rising in the body. And I just found myself not feeling good about it. And it was just, yeah, really similar patterns that were playing out to a lot of last year. And then, you know, I found myself waking up um, with the sunrise and I'd get up and all I wanted to do <laughs> was learn more about astrology. You know, I'd like make my breakfast and I'd sit down. It was just like, I was just in it. Like it's all I wanted to do. And this light bulb just went off, you know, and it sounds really simple. Like, duh. Um, of course you should just do the things that light you up, but you know, it's, I feel like often when we've been in patterns for so long, it's really hard for us to actually see the bigger picture. And I feel like that's totally what was happening with me. You know, like the neural pathways in our brain are so used to trotting down this like particular path and thinking that this is the only way. And it's almost like having 
blinkers on or something. And, you know, we all have blind spots. That's why it's so important to um, remain open and be open to new ideas and fresh perspectives. And, you know, I think the way that we become open to potentially seeing another path or better still creating our own path is through this practice of presence and being truly present with what's alive and real for us. And yeah, I really think that we gain access to that presence through expanding our self-awareness and creating that spaciousness to do so. So yeah, that was one of the first big things that really came up for me and sort of uh, validated the importance to carve out time for ourselves um, and the importance of doing so outside of, you know, society's expectations and, you know, family and friends' opinions and media and fucking crazy capitalist commercialism bullshit, you know, really blocking out all of that exterior noise and really connecting with yourself and your inner self. And yeah, I really believe that that's the only way we're ever going to find true happiness and true purpose. And yeah, I really feel that as well. Um, you know, an example of that is in terms of my relationships and like intimate relationships with partners. Like I feel, um, yeah, since I was like 14, I was... <laughs> began dating and I was in relationships and had boyfriends up until, you know, kind of basically back to back up until I was 22. And then when I was 20, oh no, how old was I? 24. 24. Yeah. From 14 to 24. So 10 straight years. And yeah, after I, um, ended that last relationship I was in, I decided fuck, okay, Yosha, this is now, you need to just be on your own and just be in your own energy, in your own field and just drop into what you want to do, go wherever the fuck you want to go, meet whoever you want to meet, just do you without, you know, I didn't have the capacity to hold another person at that time. So that's what I did. And I spent like two and a half years basically on my own and it was the most empowering thing I've ever done. Like I fucking grew so much through that experience. And yeah, now I've um, just recently entered this new relationship and it's, it's very new and it's very fresh, but it's the depths of it are so deep and it's this such a strong connection um, for both of us because you know, through that time of being on my own, I've really come to understand the kind of partner that I want to show up um, with and for and the qualities that I really would like and, you know, how I want that relationship to look. And so just really refining that process. And I, that's a very similar example in terms of, yeah, just with your life and living out your life purpose and doing all those sorts of things, which are, yeah, big questions. But the more time we spend sitting with ourselves and refining that process, um, the easier it gets. But yeah, it just takes that the work of tuning out of society's expectations and all of these other exterior influences, um, specifically when, you know, media and everything is designed to numb you out and all of those toxic sorts of things. So it's hard work detaching from that and really centering yourself. 
but it's totally worth (laughs) the hard work. Um, But yeah, that hard work, it's not easy in the beginning. And that's what I want to touch on next is, yeah, those uncomfortable sort of confrontations that often arise when we do this work. And I was actually writing this um, down last night because it just kind of came through me. And like, yeah, I just want to share it. The best way I can sort of describe it is like when we go to wash our hands at the fountain or something, you know, and it's like we go there and we want to cleanse ourselves and purify ourselves. And, you know, this is a process that we continually do and do and do. But we go there and we put our hands in the water and we start washing our hands and then all of the mud and the dirt starts running off our hands and it muddies the water and it becomes really murky and we don't want to look you know so we often run away from that shadow but it's through that process of actually acknowledging that we all have shadow and we all have darkness and we all have those darker parts of the psyche and Yeah, I think that's sometimes the thing that fucks me off (laughs) with like new age spirituality and things like that is all of the light and fluffy, you know, positive vibes only. Like um, we're just going to ignore our shadow and ignore the darkness. And, you know, that to me is just like half-hearted living. And yeah, because we are dualistic human beings. We embody polarity we are darkness and lightness there is always a shadow in the presence of light and there is always light in the presence of a shadow and until we can really integrate both sides of ourselves we aren't really living from our full presence-filled heart space and yeah the way that we get there I believe is little by little and step by step and we unpack a little more and we face a little more and we look at a little bit more of the shadow and you know it's a never-ending journey and that healing process actually I don't really want to use that term but that journey within is often described you know as the spiralic journey as much as society has led us to believe that life and time and our human experience is linear it's not, it's a spiral. And, you know, we'll keep coming back to the same experience, the same event, the same person, the same argument, the same lesson again and again and again until we kind of learn it, you know. And because each time that we pass it by again, we, you know, hopefully through this work, we're able to come back to that situation with a deeper understanding and more compassion, and more love, and a different perspective, and so we don't react so easily, you know, and we, yeah, essentially become closer and closer to ourselves, and our center, and our true nature, and our true essence, which is love, (laughs) and then we're able to live more authentically, and more connected, and more harmoniously, and so, yeah, (laughs) it's through that process of going to wash our hands and going to sit in our shadow and to face our shadow and take little bits like piece by piece. And, oh, something's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm going to see this as a growth point and something that I can work through. Um, doesn't mean we have to go and face all of our traumas all at once, but 
yeah, step by step. And yeah, I guess that for me has definitely been something that's really come up for me while I've been here in this space in solitude by myself is I've had really difficult days. Um, and even though it feels a little scary and a bit vulnerable, I just want to share some of those things that have been coming up for me. Um, and some of that mud that has been washing away, you know, and some of those more shadowy parts that I have been learning to confront and integrate. And there's been kind of three main things that have really come up for me in that space. The first one being uh, my relationship to social media and how much I'm finding myself getting distracted by it. <laughs> like, I know that it is a part of my job, but yeah, I've just found myself getting distracted by it far too often and understanding that, yeah, that totally is a shadowy part of my psyche that I really need to work through and understand that, yeah, there is a part of me that isn't operating from my higher self, you know, because I'm distracting myself from the actual work that I need to get done. And yeah, the second one is my, which I guess is real, yeah, really tied into this first one is my self-discipline and time management <laughs> so you know I would start my day and even just small basic things around setting an intention or just having a few little goals that I wanted to achieve that day and then sort of getting to the end of the day and then realizing that I hadn't done them and then in turn getting really frustrated at myself for not doing the things that I knew would be good for me and yeah, sort of beating myself up for my lack of self-discipline and time management. And then the third one that's been really strong <laughs> for a number of years, and I guess also relates to the first and the second one, I mean, they're all related, um, is my, which I'm sure we can all um, relate with in some way, is my self-doubt and the negative self-talk that comes in, um, which has been really strong, really, really strong these past few weeks for me, um, especially in regards to the podcast and this podcast has been so challenging to work through that negative self-talk that um, dominates a lot of my mind's space you know it comes in and it's like this fucking annoying thing just chatting in my ear and I'm like fuck off and it's like who are you to start a podcast and you've got nothing worthy to say and nobody's going to listen to this and um you know what's your what's your medicine and what's your gift and it just wants to tear you down it's like this ego that is afraid of the growth and the spiritual expansion and all of this beautiful growth that can come from being in this uncomfortable space of doing things that feel a bit scary you know the ego wants to really keep us safe and keep us confined to what it knows because that's where it feels most comfortable and that's where it feels dominant and that's where it feels it can run the show you know as soon as we challenge that a little bit it comes in with the negative self-talk um to you know, stop us from jumping into the void or dipping our toes into something that may feel a little scary where it might not be in control, you know, but that's where the real growth comes from. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a process in itself to 
I guess, even face these parts of ourselves. And then it's a process in itself to then learn how to integrate them. And I'm still very much in that process. But I think, yeah, there's really three main things to that as well. And the first part of that is acknowledging that it's even there. You know, I think quite often we don't even want to acknowledge that there's those parts of ourselves. We'd rather just, oh no, you're not there. (laughs) I'm just going to carry on. But you know, that is often the hardest first step, you know, is being like, okay, I acknowledge that there is a part of myself that isn't operating from from my higher self and I acknowledge that you're there, okay. And then I think begins that process of, um, yeah, really accepting that there are those parts of ourselves and that they are always going to be there. And then, yeah, that really begins the process then of learning how to integrate those things into your life in a way where Yes, you acknowledge them and yes, you accept them, but you don't let them steer the ship. And (laughs) that's the really hard part. I'm still trying to figure that out, you guys. I'm definitely in that process still of even accepting that there are those parts of myself, Um, accepting that they're going to be there and they're always going to be there, but not letting them run the show and control me and dominate me with all of this fear and self-doubt and distractions, you know, so that, you know, I really want to be operating from a very authentic, heartfelt, integral space. So yeah, I think that's just a really important part of that process. Um, And, you know, we, yeah, we got to go deep. We got to go deep into those darker places within us to really be able to, you know, expand upwards and soar into the sky. You know, it's like that polarity, the deeper we go, the higher we go, like the further into the darkness we go, the more lightness we experience. It's like that saying, you know, that pain is preparing us for joy and vice versa. And the yin and the yang, you know, like it's all just so connected. I just, yeah, love the universe. It's so mysterious and so juicy and so beautiful. Um, yeah. So just coming back to this book, um, I'm just going to try link it all up here. (laughs) Wish me luck. Um, coming back to this astrology book. Yeah. It was through learning about my own birth chart and just being completely engulfed in it. I was starting to understand a little bit more about my life purpose and sort of my strengths and my talents and where I naturally shine and where I encounter challenges and difficulties. And it was actually really interesting. Like one of the more challenging aspects of my chart was, um, if you know anything about astrology or this might sound fucking just really weird to you, but Uh, My son is in Gemini, which is like super curious and conversational in style. And your son is like your life purpose, um, basically. Um, Yeah, it's where all life emanates from. It's where all the other planets revolve around. And so my son is in uh, Gemini and then I have Saturn in a square to that in Pisces. And um, having a square in astrology creates a bit of friction and a bit of... um, yeah, abrasion and it's a bit of a difficult aspect. And so it just became really apparent, you know, it was like, okay, cool. Maybe part of my life purpose is like 
or at least for now, is like this podcast and being curious and conversational and shining in that area, but then finding these difficulties with Saturn, which is like the planet of like boundaries and restrictions and um, planning. And, you know, that was like my total lack of time management and self-discipline. And so finding a way to make them work or at least, you know, at least having the understanding that that's even there so that you can begin to work with it. And I think that's just the beauty and the magic of astrology. So yeah, um, I was then, yeah, just able to see a little bit more clearly about the path that I could walk. And after I sat with it all for a while, and after I went through the integration process of a lot of my darkness and everything, you know, a big part of the clarity that I was beginning to feel was kind of pointing in the direction of this podcast and it felt really exciting. Um, but again, it was that like self-worth, negative self-talk stuff that I needed to overcome and integrate and do all of that. So yeah, the podcast, it, it's like something that I actually started back in September and then I just did one episode and then I sort of put it on the back burner um, but yeah, it's really been through this astrology work that I've really come to realize that I really want to focus a lot of my um, energy on this podcast for this year. So that's really exciting for me. Um, and yeah, it's just helped me come into alignment with what serves me because it lights me up. It feels good. And it's helped me come into alignment with how I can be of service. It feels like an act of service. So I feel energized and refreshed and motivated when I think about it, which has also led me to just get really clear on this podcast's intention, which is totally one of curiosity and conversation and storytelling. You know, I... I really believe in the art and the power of storytelling. It's so beautiful. And to me, you know, we've been doing it since the beginning of time and our ancestors used to gather around the fire and share stories. And the way that I see it and the beauty that I see in it is, you know, even though the person sharing the story might live a completely different life to us, you know, we're all still human and we're all having a human experience. So we really do witness a part of ourselves in that story and that able that enables us to understand ourselves better. And that really is what drives me. I love it. And yeah, just also just about list I really want to focus on like listening to that inner voice within and how to cultivate the courage to live from our heart space and really take action from that heart space and yeah, just the space is really going to allow me to step into that role of a storyteller because my heart desires it. And why the fuck not? Like, who's telling me I can't? I'm the only person in my way. So I'm really just excited for this space. And I have a whole list of guests also that I've got lined up for the podcast and people that I'm really inspired by, people who I feel who have, you know, a certain sort of wisdom to share and people who are really carving their own path as I sort of mentioned in the intro. And yeah, that's something else that I just really want to come through with this is that fluidity. Um, and if you've been with me for a while or a number of years, you know that I really operate from that space. I do, um, yeah, venture to where I feel called to go. And 
I guess that is sometimes annoying for some people who are a bit more structured and regimented, but I really do thrive in that spontaneous kind of environment. So I'm going to bring this podcast along with me for those spontaneous adventures and leaving room for that fluidity and spaciousness to share stories and have guests on the podcast that, you know, I meet along the way and then it becomes this sort of ever unfolding story that sort of writes itself and it becomes this beautiful dance between, yeah, destiny and free will. And yeah, I really believe that, you know, like our free will and our choices and our actions can only do so much and we can only come so far sometimes because it really is about that dance with the universe and it's about coming halfway and being like, cool, I'm going to take this action and take this step and have this courage to do this and I'm going to meet the universe halfway and let the universe come to me with whatever it has in store for me and wait for things to come through or emerge or show up and present themselves when they're ready to. And when they're ready to, they will. And so, yeah, just waiting to see what will meet us there and continually being in that dance, I think, is just so beautiful, which, yeah, brings me to really the last point that I want to mention today, and that is about building that trust with our relationship to the universe. And Yeah, this is something that's really close to my heart because I feel like for most of my adult life, I've had a pretty good relationship with trust. Um, You know, I, (laughs) when I was, you know, really young and I finished school and I left and I went traveling and I I didn't have like this super big plan. I just always went with the next thing that felt good. And so that first adventure, you know, was like, I wanted to jump on my auntie and uncle's sailboat and go sailing. And I didn't really have a plan after that, but that's, I just knew that that's what my heart was being called to. Um, obviously using your discernment here, you're not just going to jump into any random fucking situation, but um, yeah, just, it became, I had this real trust with the universe that it just had my back because I felt like I was really on my path. And so it, yeah, it did become this ever unfolding thing where I would go from one thing to the next and I would feel aligned to do a certain thing and have the courage to step into that void and then things would open up and and five more doors would open up and then I'd step through the next one and then 10 more doors would open up open up and yeah it was just this really beautiful space and then I feel like within the past couple of years that I've sort of lost that um trust a little bit and yeah that's been a little bit like disheartening (laughs) I guess it was yeah just a part of my journey and a part of my process um we don't always have to be risk-taking and I guess I just yeah I'm talking to myself here shouldn't always be risk risk risk-taking and it's okay to stop and all the things but um yeah I guess just like coming here was opening myself up again to that trust and to that relationship with the universe and you know, feeling ready to venture into the world again in that way and beginning this new cycle, um, beginning this new chapter. It feels like this little seedling has sprouted and it's delicate and sensitive and full of hope. (laughs) And yeah, I just feel really grateful to be out here and doing this work and being able to share it with you. So 
thank you so much for sharing this space with me and coming along for the ride. I really appreciate it. So just to conclude that last part, and I guess just the crux of this whole (laughs) conversation is if there is something that you're feeling called to do, if there is some path or avenue or some whisper of your heart that's pulling you in a direction, I just encourage you to wholeheartedly explore it. Have the courage to go and do it because, yeah, our heart will just, it's so cliche, but it's true. Our heart will never lead us astray. Which is, yeah, kind of what I'm going to be doing with this astrology thing. (laughs) I um, actually started an online course, an online astrology course. It's just part-time and will span over the space of a year or so. Um, But basically you learn the fundamentals of evolutionary astrology. I'm doing it through this um, school called New Paradigm Astrology um, or this organization. And Basically, I'm going to walk the path to become a certified astrologer through their organization, um, which is really exciting. I just want to deepen my own understanding and start weaving this into my work and also really just to be able to offer um, people chart interpretations and do readings for people, which is what I really want to do (laughs) because it's just given me so much already and I've just barely begun. And so I think that that's just such a gift to be able to give to people. You know, there's so much wisdom there to be shared. It's such an ancient wisdom and yeah, just such a gift. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to tap out (laughs) now, Um, but I would just like to end this podcast just in deep, deep, deep gratitude to Kevin and Marie who have let me come and stay here in their cabin, the incredible generosity. Yeah, you guys have no idea how much this has meant to me and how much, yeah, your generosity has now been such an intrinsic part of my journey. And I just think that is so beautiful. You know, it's allowed me to have the space to recoup and regather and recenter myself and find my gifts and my medicine and all of those those juicy things and be able to go back out into the world and do better work. So you guys have been such a massive part of that. So thank you so much. And yeah, I just hope someday to be able to reciprocate this energy exchange to someone in some way, somehow. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you do follow me on Instagram and you did enjoy this episode, feel free to screenshot or tag me in your story so that I can reshare and spread the love. And lastly, I'd just like to ask you if, yeah, also if you enjoyed this episode and if you felt any form of resonance or found any sort of value from this podcast, please consider supporting me on Patreon. And for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, it is a beautiful crowdfunding site designed specifically for artists, creatives, and people like me (laughs) to build a community of supporters around them for the work that they do in the world. And yeah, this has really been my life's work. And although I do offer most of it for free on various platforms, Patreon is kind of the only way right now for me to be compensated for my work. So it would mean the absolute world to me 
And by signing up, you do get some bonus content and rewards for becoming a patron. Um, yeah, so it's just a way to connect with me and my work a little bit deeper. And thank you so much. So grateful for the community over there. And yeah, I'll leave the link to that in the description below. I look forward to dropping in with you guys next week. Until then, take care and sending you so much love. Bye.